weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, Fedhasa and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. We're chatting this afternoon with Natalia Rosa, who is responsible for the marketing and destination management campaign for the Free to Be South Africa. Now, we've been inundated with all kinds of campaigns around tourism. And part of the reason for that is because we are all, as players in the tourism sector, trying to market South Africa as efficiently and as effectively as possible so that there's awareness that is created and that there's a collective voice, one voice, and one messaging around what is South Africa and what does it have to offer so that the tourism trade on the other end receiving these messages feel comfortable that South Africa really is a place to be and a place to be free. Now, we heard a few weeks ago about the freedom to be um, campaign that was launched by Cape Town Tourism, and we had quite a robust conversation with Enver Germany. And joining us this morning is Natalia Rosa. Natalia, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Good morning, Janet, and lovely to be online with you for a change and not in person. Well, I would take in person any day, Natalia. It's always nicer. And coming from where we're coming, you know, the in-person has become just a treat, even when we see family and friends. Yeah. And it's just uh, a great energy that we're starting to feel in the tourism sector. Now, Natalia Satzer has set up a marketing advisory committee. And this free-to-be campaign is one of the results of the work of that committee and the interface between industry, um, <clears throat> the marketplace, and Satsa. Yes. So I'm very interested to hear what has gone into developing and launching this campaign, Natalia. Uh, so we, as a tourism industry, you, you mentioned the words, um, you know, a lot of different campaigns that are being run at the moment. And what we understood was that we needed to be aligned in how we were communicating South Africa's value proposition as a destination. And um, having just been to Europe 
uh, we were kind of challenged with how we were going to get this one message that we could all adopt and, and basically run with, essentially, across all of our different platforms as the tourism industry. And Europe at the time was quite chaotic. There were lots of airports that were crowded, lots of queues. And I just thought to myself, here we've gone from a situation in the pandemic, we were, we were behind closed doors. Now there's this pent-up demand to travel but travel has become difficult. And just realizing that when you get home, when you get back to South Africa, you have all this incredible open space, the, the wonderful outdoors opportunities, the experiences that are on offer. It just was a complete contradiction in my mind to what it was that I was experiencing in Europe at the time. And so this word free came to mind and we decided that what we needed to do as a tourism industry was to align behind positioning South Africa as a destination where you can be free, where you can live your best life outdoors, where you can experience adventure, where you can have the most incredible food, wine and culture. We have a constitution which is amongst the, the best in the world that allows you to be who you want to be, to love whom you want to love. And so the idea behind this campaign is to get our tourism industry behind the message of communicating Destination South Africa to locals and international visitors as a destination where you can be free to be. That sounds just wonderful, Natalia. Now, the word free is a word that local and international people associate with South Africa because it is one of those emotive words that actually get people moving. They get people getting, you know, into the history, into the narrative that makes South Africa. And we're all soldiers of some kind. We've navigated, we've pivoted to use overused words, but we also other country that freed itself. And I think that it is a wonderful way to meld that history, which is a painful history, with something fun and light and wonderful, like free to be. 100% uh, Janet, you know, if I, if I just think about that word free and how freeing it is to travel around South Africa to experience what we have on offer. And um, some of the tour operators and experiences that we have on this call with us today are very much in the adventure tourism space. And if you think about the experiences that we have in South Africa, we have 101 adventure tourism experiences in South Africa, which is an incredible number and how freeing to be able to go out on a weekend in an afternoon and to experience that. In addition to those adventure tourism opportunities and experiences, this incredible heritage that you've just spoken about, um, our cultural diversity, which is unrivaled um, in the world. There's just so much for us to offer. And I think therein was the challenge, Janet, because there is so much that we can communicate and convey to travelers to do, to experience, which makes it difficult for us to communicate with one voice and to communicate one idea. So this idea of free to be is a beautiful umbrella term that kind of encompasses all these different things that South Africa can mean for a traveler. And, you know, as we're chatting, Natalia, I'm just thinking, there's also a freedom that South Africans come with. There's this joie de vie. And, you know, knowing our history and people 
from different provinces will respond differently when we say this, but South Africans have an openness. We just embrace people when they come to our countries. And I think you and I were traveling in Europe around the same time, and it was a marked difference from the South African experience. We're welcoming, we so easily share, we give unsolicited advice. We are soothsayers and, and shamans all at the same time. And we come with a wealth of humility and, and openness and warmth, which, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult to take that and package it. Mm. And um, I'm loving that whole free-to-be concept. Now, tell me, how did you get this messaging across? Because I'm trying to put it into the actual deliverables. What, mm. what were the key tactics of the campaign? So our first action was to enroll the tourism industry behind this campaign message of free to be, because as an organization, SATSA is a, a business to business organization and we have a very large membership base, but we do not speak to consumers directly. Our members all have their own consumer databases, their own marketing platforms that they use to convey messages to get people to travel around South Africa, whether they're locals or international travelers. And so what we had to do was to communicate with our membership base and to give them the tools that they needed to communicate that free-to-be message to their respective um, guests, consumers, customers, travelers. So we created a toolkit, uh, which anybody in the tourism industry, not, not just SATSA members actually, but anybody whose job it is to get travelers to travel around South Africa, who could use that toolkit on any of their social media platforms. We also put a call out to the industry to crowdsource photographs that very much displayed this idea of free to be, you know, photographs of guys ziplining um, in the Western Cape or cycling around the vineyards uh, or experiencing a, a wonderful culture experience in the outdoors. So the photographs, because we didn't have a photograph database or a place where we could all have uh, photographs that spoke to this free to be theme, we created a little, what we call a dam in marketing, where anybody in the tourism industry who was willing to share any visuals, any video, any photographs that spoke to free to be could upload those photographs onto an online platform for the use of anybody in the tourism industry. So quite democratic, but again, it's about us all aligning behind one message. And then what we did was we embarked on a social media campaign with the hashtag free to be South Africa and enrolled the tourism industry in posting around that particular hashtag. Also leveraging some of the beautiful uh, visuals that come out on Instagram by people who visit South Africa. So a lot of people who are traveling around South Africa and experiencing South Africa are posting on their own social media platforms. So we comment, we share that content um, so that we can amplify the message. And it's really not hard to find incredible visuals, videos and photographs that scream free to be. They're all over the place. If you just hopped onto Instagram and followed South Africa as a hashtag, you would see there's a ton of really, really great photos and videos that are already being produced. I love that you're engaging people in their personal capacities. I'm, I'm loving that somebody watching this campaign can actually see real people having real experiences in South Africa without the sort of, you know, the filtered, packaged sort of content that we get to see sometimes. 
Yeah, it's the the way of the the future, or as I think more like the way of the now. People are less interested in seeing beautifully produced videos and more interested in seeing Instagram reels that are captured on the fly in the moment. And again, it speaks to that whole free-to-be movement where you are not having to overproduce something. You, you're being authentic in the moment. You're in the moment. You're enjoying the experience at the time and you're sharing that authentically. Sounds wonderful, Natalia. Is there a focus on media and trade? Yes, so we are communicating through the tourism industry to the end consumer, giving them the platforms and the tools that they need to communicate this free-to-be message. We are also going to be hosting media, and, and I'm very, very grateful for the generous partnership and sponsorship of my tourism colleagues who've, who've said that they will uh, host, uh, they will provide free experiences for journalists, to experience Destination South Africa from a free-to-be experience. So we'll be running a series of media trips. The first one will be in KwaZulu-Natal in the next four months, just to get journalists out and about and experiencing the destination um, like we do as locals. But um, just on that point, Janet, if I may, we often talk about international tourists and how we should be attracting international tourists to South Africa's shores. But really, if a tourism destination is not appealing to its local population and locals are not loving their destination, we've missed a trick because international visitors want to go where the locals are. So really what we want to do is to get the locals traveling and experiencing their own destination from a free-to-be perspective. So hopefully everybody listening on the call today will start thinking about what they're going to be doing this weekend um, to experience their destination from a free-to-be perspective. Natalia, that is definitely the way that we are going and that campaigning around local experiences, becoming explorers in your own backyard, discovering those small hidden gems, the local towns, the local produce, buying local, experiencing local is definitely the way that people are going. There's uh, just a huge appreciation for everything South African. And the wonderful thing is that it's coming from our domestic market, and it certainly is the market that has held us in good stead during the lockdowns and the awful pandemic that we've been exposed to. And what I'm finding, Natalia, is that this hashtag free to be South Africa is popping up on my social feed a hell of a lot, and I'm loving that. I'm loving all the visuals that we're seeing it's not overpackaged. it's real. And it's reaching, uh, the reach is tremendous. I don't know how you are tracking and analyzing this reach. Yeah, but so it's we are tracking. We are tracking, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, we definitely are tracking it. I'd love to see it a little bit more because as I say, I think almost every tourism ex experience in South Africa is a free-to-be experience. So I would love to see that um, come through even a lot more than it currently is. But I have been heartened to see the extent to which different products, you know, you're talking about the small towns, um, the Dorpies, how they've grabbed onto the hashtag and are using it. So it's not just the big players, like the big lodges up in Mpumalanga and Limpopo, but, you know, even the smaller areas um, that are, picking up that hashtag and using it. And anybody who's listening to me right now, who's, who's taken a photograph when they were feeling free, when they were doing something, they were traveling around South Africa. In fact, I had one 
that came to mind. I, I went on a silver mine hike a few months ago and there was this incredible view from the top, which was just so incredibly freeing. That for me is a free to be photograph. So anybody who's got anything like that should be posting on their social media um, channels and, and just include the hashtag free to be SA and we'll um, amplify it for you. Well, all of us here on the other side receiving this information are certainly uh, sharing it and using the hashtag as robustly as we possibly can. Is there anything else that the trade can do and individuals can do to promote this campaign? I think sharing, you know, it's, that's, that's the joy of social media. Is You said we a little bit earlier that South Africans are warm and we love to share. And just sharing the experiences that you love, the experiences that have become your favourite, those that beautifully speak to this whole idea of free to be. The more we share them on social media, the more people see them, the more people want to be there and do what you're doing. And our tourism industry has had a knock in the last couple of years. We were one of the most affected industries. And when you think about the number of people who are employed through tourism and the extent to which tourism can create jobs, the more people we have traveling, the more jobs we can create. And, um, you know, that for me is, yes, it's wonderful to have beautiful photographs flash across the screen about free-to-be experiences, but the reason why we want people to come to South Africa and people to travel within South Africa ultimately is to create jobs. So with every photograph, with every video that you post, understand that by doing that, you are stimulating a tourism economy that has a deep supply chain and in so doing are creating jobs. So there's a big picture here. Well, I think we've been very fortunate in South Africa with uh, the US being one of our largest source markets. We do play host to a lot of conscientized buyers. And if I just look at the success that has come from Robben Island Museum as a heritage resource that was turned into a place of suffering, to a place of elation, of the celebration of the human spirit. People come seeking these things out. And those conscientized buyers are very aware that South Africa, if you spend at a local, at a local shop, at a local spaza, or visit the, um, the Shabin, that the money is going into the community that it is representing. And the feeling that South Africa really is for everybody, you know, the diversity of community, the diversity of experience. And I must say that people are very aware of what an affordable destination we are. We might be a long haul, but we are certainly most affordable. Oh, Janet, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, and that's the thing is people look at us as a long haul destination. But once they hear the incredible value incredible value that you as a traveler have as you are traveling around South Africa, not just in terms of it being affordable, but also there's such diverse product that it doesn't matter what your budget is, there is something to suit every pocket. So really, I know locals um, sometimes look at, at the destination and think, oh, you know, it's really expensive for us to travel around. But I don't want that to dissuade you. I want you to look at all the various options that are available because there really is something that will fit every pocket. 100% agree, Natalia. It really is one of those countries that you can have a five-star and the budget that goes with it. 
and then a very local, a very community-oriented experience. And there's a lot of these popping up. We interviewed a couple of weeks ago, we did a show feature on Kailicha. And there's a beautiful four-star hotel located in Kailicha, so we did that. But we also went to uh, a place called Kwa Ace, where people can come and have a beer and and um, you know some snacks and just watch life go by around you. And then, of course, Rands needs no introduction. It's just <laughs> one of those one of those have to do must go to places, and uh, everybody's vibing, and it's so it's so exciting to be there. But uh, I've also found that people are coming in search of things like the gangster museum. Mm. I mean, the eighteen gangster museum is epic because it's actually a didactic lesson for young people to say, "Listen, you don't want to end up here." So this is what happens. This is what prisons are like. And there's this whole community that mobilizes to make sure that youth stay engaged. So alongside the museum, there's all of the sport and activity and games that happen so that youth can actually have alternatives to crime and find new purpose in this community. Janet, what is your favorite free-to-be experience or destination in South Africa? You know, Natalia, I'm always trying to be relevant and always trying to stay on top of things. And I have a little bit of a fear of confined spaces. So my freeing moment, and it's got to be one of the most epic moments for me, was my shark cage dive. Um, Because it took years off my life. It really did. (laughs) And I got into that wetsuit. Of course, I love the wetsuit because it takes 10 kilos off you (laughs) and everything just, you know, fits into place. And I'm seriously considering buying those in all colors and just wearing it with heels (laughs) and a jacket. Um, Just getting into the cage, having to have that moment, you know, that moment before something epic happens, that silence where it's in your head and you think, right, this is it. It's just me this cage and this shark. That was for me a free-to-be moment. And that actually was an impetus for me to start exploring more. This was a couple of years ago, Natalia. And ever since that experience, we went in search of more. We went in search of things like a botanical safari. I mean, we know about the big five and the rest of it, but we looked for those exceptional experiences. And that's actually what gave birth to Jet Setting with Janet is our desire to explore and find new things to do and share those experiences with people. Yeah, you know, travel has this incredible way of putting a different lens on the world that you live in. And I think without that without the travel experiences, the way that you view the world is almost like a lens that's got lots of plastic over it. You can't really see it clearly. So now we work a six-day, a six-hour day because we try to bank those two hours to do something exciting in the afternoon or finish up the work so that you can leave early on a Friday or not do Friday at all. And um, I must tell you, my my sisters didn't actually believe that I did this because they know me. And they said, no, you just kitted up and you didn't get in the water. And then I shared the video with them because I took my GoPro into the into the cage. So here I was very nervous, 
uh, in the sweatsuit with the shark, but also excited to share the experience because if it's not on film, you know, it doesn't happen. So it hasn't <laughs> happened. So Did you put it on Instagram? Yes, and it's often my profile picture. So when I'm feeling a little bit flat, then I just upload that picture because it's like, yeah, this is this is she. She has conquered. So it really is a freeing moment. And I think that there are lots of stories like that that people would love to mm. share. And I'm so excited that you've managed to bring together a lot of our free-to-be campaign partners mm. onto the show today. And I'd love for you to, to introduce them. And let's hear from them what it means, you know, what the campaign has meant to them, how they feel about being a part of it. So I'm going to let you lead us into that, Natalia. Sure. Uh, thrilled to have some of our key partners on with us today, um, all of whom have the most incredible experiences that any traveller, local or international, would enjoy. Um, it's not shark cage diving, Janet, but um, I'm pretty sure you will love all of them. So um, if I may introduce them one by one, um, I'm going to start. Absolutely. Fantastic. I'm going to start with Quentin Smith from Bikes and Wines. Um, and we also have on the call with us Thea van der Marwe from Jordan Wines. If you haven't been to Jordan and you haven't seen that view, you haven't lived, believe you me. Um, we have Ryan from Cape Canopy Tours and we have Richard Evans from Circe Launches. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Richard, but I'm sure you'll correct me a little bit later. But Richard has a, a dual profile because he also runs Cape Town Kayaks, so he's a really busy guy. Shall we start with the, shall we start with Richard? I think we should start with Richard, yes. Okay, busy guy. Richard, tell us a little Hi bit. Hi there, how are you guys doing? <laughs> good, 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 Richard. Good. good, we're very happy to have you with us and we're excited to hear about your business. We see that you're a Renaissance man, so you've got that covered. You're doing a whole lot of things. But uh, you have your own free-to-be story, I'm sure. I'd love to hear what it means for your business to be aligned to this campaign. Yeah, thanks um, very much for having us here, or myself as well. Um, you know, my businesses that we're running at the moment, um, the one is very new and the one is rather old. Percy Launches Seal Island Cruises was started by my father in 1973. So we're actually celebrating our 50th year running next year. And, um, you know, it's even that much more special because, as I'm sure everybody on this call will, will, will testify to, a lot of us almost went bankrupt a couple of years ago, but um, we managed to, to stick it through. And this kind of campaign is what is desperately needed just to get things going, <clears throat> excuse me, going again. You know, we are getting there and the more people out there that can see a, a campaign like this, can see what South Africa has to offer, um, we, we're gonna just get back to, to where we were hopefully before, before COVID. Um, our, other, our other adventure uh, activity, which we started more recently, is Cape Town Kayaks. And after COVID, you know, the reason we did this is after COVID, we thought the more we can do here, the, you know, to keep specifically our, our staff employed, the better. And so we started this, this new operation, and it is really going along well. Um, it is something that you mentioned before about um, the confined spaces that I think you would really love to join us in a kayak tour. One of the things that every participant says afterwards was that the highlight of their tour was 
cuddling underneath the jetties and piers of Hart Bay Harbor. And you get this eerie sense of almost being in a kind of a Pirates of the Caribbean type movie when, you, when you're paddling under these piers. But if you're not so adventurous, um, we have very spectacular Seal Island cruises on our glass bottom boat that we run here from Hart Bay Harbor. Well, Richard, a 50-year legacy business is quite an accolade. And I think one stays relevant by reinventing. And it certainly sounds like you've reinvented and have new product offerings. And um, Hart Bay is literally a 30-minute drive from my home. And I am an adventurer, so I will see you soon. Um, I do believe that... Um, Kayaking is a great way to burn calories. Is this true? Yes, I, I would definitely say so. <laughs> you know, when we when we started this up, I had to spend a lot of time on these little boats and definitely got a lot fitter by doing so. And you know, even though I've lived in Hot Bay for the last thirty odd years, you don't experience it before you do something like this. You know, once you get in the water and you're seeing it from a totally different perspective, it's it's really something everybody should do. And one of the other things that we've tried for both of our companies to accomplish is to be affordable for the local tourists. Because during the early stages of, of after COVID, it was the locals, South African citizens, that were traveling around their country and keeping us alive. The support we got from the local tourists was more than I could ever have imagined. So, you know, what we did to, to thank them is we kept our prices relatively low. We didn't raise our prices for four years, and we just had a very small increase of about 5% recently. But it's still at 100 rand per person for a 45-minute for a Seal Island cruise or 350 rand for a two-hour kayaking adventure, I think is still very affordable for most South Africans. Agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, Richard, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of your visuals come up on our social media feed. I think it's one of those aha moments, as Oprah would say, when one rows that kayak um, into still waters and, you know, to be able to just explore must be quite phenomenal. I think it's one of those life-changing moments, too. Yeah, you know, what the word you just said, the explore, I think is, is fundamental to what this kind of experience is. You get on a little boat and you are relatively free to go where you want to go. You know, you're not on a, on a, on a set direction where, you know, the, where, you, where, the, where the bus or the tour operator is going to take you. You are able to, oh, there's something, I want to go look over there. There's a little fish or a seal. I'm going to go paddle that way. It, it, is, it is quite freeing and... Um, something that is, is, is becoming almost a must-do for, for tourists that, that visit South Africa. And opportune timing too, Richard, for this new part of your business to be aligned to a campaign like this that is going to give you better traction um, out there as South Africa unpacks its marketing campaign. No, definitely. I mean, when you're starting anything new, anything like this is, is massive. And also for our existing business, you know, the more people that know about us, the more people that know that there is this activity that is accessible, and especially for international tourists as well. You know, they're coming down here, they need to know what's, what's available to them. And there's so many of these type, type of activities that, you, you know, you, you wouldn't even know exist unless there were campaigns like this advertising for us or, you know, in conjunction with us. 
That sounds wonderful, Richard. I'm so glad to hear that you're part of the campaign and I hope that it impacts your business and certainly creates great visibility for your brand. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, Richard, on Jet Setting with Janet. Thanks very much, Janet. Thanks for the time. Big pleasure. Natalia, who are we being wowed by next? Okay, well, it's got to be Taya from Jordan. Taya, you're up. Oh, awesome. Hi, everyone. Hi, Taya. I have fun memories of exchanging my clothes for wine. You have to tell us about that first. <laughs> yes, that was a fantastic <laughs> campaign we used to run at Jordan. Um, that's actually merged now into a new campaign, um, which we started during COVID. Well, I should call it the thing that we don't really like talking about, right? Um, so we couldn't accept clothing during that time um, for health and safety reasons. So we actually turned it around into a restaurant campaign to help restaurants around South Africa. And we've run it over three years and we've actually raised over 7 million Rand uh, for restaurants around South Africa, which helped them keep afloat during these tough times. And within that, we've also raised almost 500,000 Rand for various charities, um, including Animal Welfare, the Rape Crisis Center, um, Grow SA, um, uh, pets and uh, what else is there? There's been a few of them that we've all been managed yeah. What's the nominal social responsibility, Taya? I am just gobsmacked. That's <laughs> a huge footprint that you've left. I mean, uh, restaurants have taken such a beating during COVID with the lockdowns and the alcohol restrictions. And it's just phenomenal that you were able to do this. I'm so, so pleased and so incredibly impressed. Thank you. Thank you. And you must tell us a little bit about your own campaign. Yes. So um, I'll just give you a quick overview of the estate. So Jordan was purchased in 1982 by a great gentleman, Ted Jordan, who came, who comes from the shoe business. Maybe you would have remembered um, uh, those old Jordan shoes, um, which was part of our school uniform back in the My day. My goodness. I never knew this. I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> It's phenomenal. Yes, yeah. they're Jordan shoes. Who can forget? Exactly. Um, and his son, Gary, took over in the early 90s. And with his, with the help of his wife, Kathy, they turned Jordan around into the success it is today. Uh, we went from a 64-hectare property to 164 hectares, of which we've got 100 hectares of vineyards, two world-class restaurants, tasting center, which offers amazing selection of wine tastings. We also have wine tours, cellar tours, vineyard tours, an incredible experience, a flavor experience, I should say, with uh, local producers, Africoa. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They're a chocolate producer. And the best bean to bar we have. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we work closely with them as well to produce some amazing flavor offerings, which is super. But if you haven't been to Jordan, I mean, most of our property and everything we do is outdoors. We have the most incredible view that looks down the Stellenbosch Kloof Mountain or the valley and over the Stellenbosch Mountains, the Simonsberg, the Helderberg. And so most of our property and everything we do is set outside. So whether it's dining outside, picnics, fine dining, casual dining, we have all our tastings are done outdoors just so that everyone can enjoy that beautiful winelands air and the, and the, and to be outdoors and to take in everything that we have, you know, around us. If ever there was an encapsulation of free to be, that's it. The great outdoors, staggering views, good wine, wonderful food, Taya. 
absolutely. And you know, with with the um, the thing that we don't like to talk about, it sort of put us in an advantage because ever since Jordan started, everything was about being outdoors. So this just helped us, you know, promote what we do about being outside and and views and and just relaxing and being out in the, the air, the fresh air. That sounds just phenomenal, Taya. I think our listeners are going to want to head to you very soon. You know, we are known to be great languishers on a weekend. We love to look at new experiences and not that Jordan is new to any of us. It's old and established and well-respected. But uh, it certainly is. um, Many people know, but half the estate faces Stellenbosch and the other half faces Cape Town. So if you are on one of our vineyard tours, which we run throughout the year, um, we actually take you up to various stops along the way where we taste wines and we talk about our vineyards, we talk about what makes us so unique. And we're one of the few estates that has absolutely every aspect. So we've got north, east, south, west facing vineyards. So along the routes, you get the most incredible views. So firstly, down at Stellenbosch Kloof and over the mountains. And then the other side of the estate, you're actually overlooking the whole of Cape Town. You see Table Mountain in the in the backdrop, as well as Devil's Peak, Lion's Head, Table Bay, Constantia. And if you go to the highest point, you even get to see Cape Point. So we really have the most spectacular offerings for guests to be free outside. Location, 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 Taya. It sounds wonderful. Without a doubt. <laughs> Such a melding of great experiences and offerings on your estate. And it's then we also great- have, which I, fo- I forgot to mention, sorry, uh, oh. Janet, is we've got 13 luxury suites. I don't know if many people know that. So you can actually come and have the full experience from a full day at the property and then a divine fine dining meal followed by a nice own in one of the luxury suites. Sounds like a great uh, conferencing getaway for a select group of people or a, a destination wedding. It's, uh, it certainly is a nice service offering, Tara. Thank you. So, Natalia, we've been uh, to Jordan and we've seen mm. it from every single angle and from all perspectives, from the Helderberg and from the Cape Town side, thanks to Tara. Who are we chatting to next? I think we should be zooming, sliding, and zipping with Ryan. So, Ryan, you're up next. Thank you, Natalia. Hi, Janet. How are you? Hi, Ryan. Good, thanks. And you? Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's a big pleasure. We really, you know, with that introduction, we're very curious now, Ryan. Please tell us all about (laughs) it. So, um, we are a ziplining company. We're just outside of Cape Town. So if you're looking from Jordan or you're looking from Somerset West and you see those snow-capped mountains above Somerset West, uh, that's where we are. So we're just in the town of Elgin. So some of you might know the Peregrine Farm Store. So once you've got your Peregrine Pie, you turn left and you head up into the Hottentots Holland Mountains. And that's where we are. Um, We are more than a zipline though. We are a fully guided nature experience. So it's a half day activity. We take our guests and put them on the back of a four by four and drive them right into the top of the mountain to a thousand meters above sea level. And then we take them and show them the pristine hot and tot Holland mountains. We fly over rivers and valleys um, for half the day and then afterwards bring them back down again for a, for a lovely cup of coffee. So if it's not something you've done, we would love to have you there. Ryan, you know, we stopping at Peregrine is obligatory. 
And quite often we can be in the complete opposite direction and I'll ask a silly question like, are we going to be passing Peregrine? And I had no idea that this great resource that's so close to Peregrine, I think that it would be great if you go to Peregrine and do a hashtag free to be because I saw last week that they now have a tourism office located. Correct. That's right. Yeah, we do have a tourism office. And you know, to add on to what you and Natalia were saying earlier, as an industry, we work so closely together. It's wonderful to be part of such a united group of people. When we travel overseas, often as a tourism crowd, people can't understand how we're not in competition. So somebody will come to us and say, oh, you know, zip lining's not for me. And I'll be like, oh, but you like to ride bicycles. Why don't you try, you know, going on a bikes and wines tour? So as an industry, we are incredibly united. And I think that's what fits so wonderfully with this campaign as well. I do believe that the collective energy we share is actually a big part of what helped us navigate. And, you know, the shared IQ, the collective uh, campaigns are all contributing to this phenomenal, uh, what we were expecting to be a phenomenal summer. Yeah, absolutely. What's good for one is good for all. And, but you know, having people get outdoors, experience your backyard. I mean, we are in the most beautiful, pristine nature reserve. So, well, we're not about coming down for a zip line. It's about, you know, just coming into the, getting into the mountains, breathing, enjoying where you are, um, you know, being led by some local guides from the local community, letting them show you and tell you a little bit about the fame boss and just learn something and spend a day and get away from it. Ryan, what better way to experience than that, right? Through the eyes of locals. I think that uh, it's a great service offering. It's certainly something that I'm going to seek out in my adventuring and uh, that our listeners are going to want to come and check out because it's not just zip lining, like you say, it's a whole nature experience. And I, I think that one could spend an entire day with you. Absolutely, yeah, and we should. So we'd love to have you there. Fantastic. Now, Ryan, what has it meant for your business being associated with the free to be campaign? Well, for us, I think it's very easy because what we do, you know, being part of, because we're nature-based, because we're community-based, um, it really is just a, it's a complete synergy for us. So what we like to offer our guests is just resonates with the campaign. Um, and it's an easy one for us. And yeah, we're just so privileged to be, you know, it just, it resonates with us and it's, uh, it's wonderful to be associated with the campaign. Wonderful, Ryan. So pleased that um, there is this offering in the area and I, will ser I certainly look forward to seeing you soon. I'm sure our listeners will too. Yeah, thank you, Janice. Natalia, we have Quentin waiting in the wings and he's been waiting for a while, a very patient man. Please tell us about Quentin. Uh, so Quentin's, Quentin runs Bikes and Wines um, and Quentin has been one of those champions of adventure tourism, which is why I really wanted him on the call today. He's one of our adventure tourism um, chapter members 
in uh, the Sats of Fold. And as I said a little bit earlier, 101 Adventure Tourism Activities in South Africa. He's combined one of my favorite things in his activities. I won't tell you which one is my favorite thing, but I'm, I'm sure he will tell you uh, what it is when he hops on. So I'm going to uh, let him take it away. Quentin, over to you. Good afternoon, Quentin, Thanks and so welcome. Much, Natalia. Hi. Hi, Janet. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm going to you have know, to start off by... Quentin by... reminds me of a Hindu god because I see him everywhere. He's omnipresent and omnipotent. So I know Quentin already because I see him at almost every uh, workshop and he's, he's there and he's present. Welcome, Quentin. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. And I think uh, the reason I'm at every workshop is, is one of Natalia's secrets and that we're both there for the wine, of course. Ah, so all is revealed at not even a minute into your interview, Quentin. Uh, exactly. I sold her down the river. But uh, coming back to, to, uh, to our wonderful industry, um, you know, my passion for wine and Natalia's love of wine, it, it just... It speaks to the amount of diversity that we have in South Africa when it comes to activities. So we are very fortunate to run a wonderful company called Bikes and Wines, um, which is all the good things in life. It's, it's great food. It's fantastic wines. We cycle very close to Jordan, in fact, um, and we visit them occasionally. And, and obviously combined with outdoor activity and exercise. So it's a very simple formula that works very well. And it appeals to people of all ages, sizes, races, demographics, because it's something that everybody can get involved in. As long as you can ride a bike, you get out into the fresh air, you're cycling, you're experiencing things that you wouldn't see from the, the, the behind the window of a bus. Um, and you, you're riding through incredibly beautiful scenery that, that has already been spoken about at length by my colleagues earlier. It sounds wonderful, Quentin. Please, um, can you just share with us the types of bikes that you're riding? Are they motorbikes or e-bikes? Oh. <laughs> Gosh, uh, Janet, we have a fleet of about 120 bicycles, and those bicycles come, come in all shapes and sizes. Um, with the recent advent of e-bikes on a global scale, the, the company has about 20 e-bikes. Uh, this is a fantastic leveler because it allows anybody of any fitness level and ability to jump on a bicycle and cycle. The bike does all the hard work for you. You just have to steer it in the right direction and make sure that you pedal a little bit to keep up with the rest of the group. If, on the other hand, you are wanting to burn calories, as you mentioned earlier with the kayaking, you can opt for a regular mountain bike or a road racing bike. And for tours of ours that run through the inner city, we offer cruiser-style bicycles. So the full spectrum of bicycles with baby bikes, baby seats, half bikes. Um, the only thing we don't have is tricycles. Sounds phenomenal, Quinton. It really does. And such a diverse offering for all kinds of fitness levels and all kinds of requirements. So the question I have is, when does the wine happen? Is there a little basket in front or do you get that when you stop or before you start the bike trail? <laughs> Definitely not before you start cycling, no. That would just lead to all sorts of chaos. Essentially... <laughs> 
The cycle tours lead our guests through the vineyard. So it's private land access through the different wine farms. And you're doing a cycle tour from wine estate to wine estate. So you're cycling for anything from 30 minutes to an hour at a time with a guide, obviously, who leads the way. He's there. He's got a first aid kit. He's got bicycle tools. He's got a pump. He's got all the necessary if any mechanical issues happen in the vineyards. And then you arrive through the back door of a wine estate. So you're cycling through the vines in season. Guests get to taste the grapes. They get to pick the grapes off the vine. And then 15 minutes later, they're drinking the produce. They sit around a table, they relax, they gather their breath, they have a drink of water, then they jump back on their bikes and they cycle to the next estate. Rinse and repeat, option three, stop for lunch. And then by the end of the day, um, they, they finish off after about 15 to 20 kilometers of cycling, visiting three or four wine farms over the course of a full day or two wine estates over the course of a morning. It sounds phenomenal, Quentin. Natalia, I must say, you've put together a group of very interesting products. And I think our listeners on the podcast are going to be spoiled for where to go first. It's been really interesting hearing about the Free to Be campaign. Do you have any closing, closing comments for us? Any call to action or things, something that would have popped out in our discussion that you want to share? Thanks, Janet. I think it's, again, as we've been echoing, this tourism industry of ours, it's a very rare thing when you have a group of people as diverse as we are with different experiences, different backgrounds coming together and marching in the same direction, which is to get as many people traveling around South Africa responsibly, of course, as possible. And this free-to-be campaign is the sounding call for that. It's aligning a tourism industry behind a message that South Africa is a destination where you are free to be. And if you're thinking about spending the weekend on the couch, disabuse yourself of that notion immediately. Get out there, whether it's on a kayak, on the back of a bike, living your best life at Jordan, or even ziplining beautifully through the Elgin Valley. There is no excuse for you to be at home. There's lots of amazing stuff for you to do. So you as a consumer, as a traveler, can get behind free to be as much as a tourism industry stakeholder. And that would be my parting shot. Wise words from Natalia Rosa, head of the free to be campaign. Thank you for joining us, everybody, on this edition of Jet Setting with Janet. A great way to say goodbye. Just go forth and be free. Free to be. Hashtag free to be South Africa. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.